Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Hello everybody, my throat's fucked up. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, Riley met the lady who his dad fucked and made Russo, and Leaf discovered that Thon had left in search of the Enclave to aid them, but also learned that his sisters had something to do with it. And Shadow is there and helpful to the old man, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Father Arthur Asher. You're so good at this. I am. Nice. <clears throat> There's going to be a whole lot of that, which I will not have cut out. That is going to be cut out. <laughs> you don't need to cut out me saying nice. I think it's just me participating and letting you know that I'm listening. <laughs> no, me coughing. Oh, nice. And getting honey on my face. <laughs> nice. Do you need me to clean you up? Because I do not like the sticky man. Shadow, we don't touch strangers on the street, okay? I don't want to keep having to tell you this. Yes, we do. We do that all the time. Oh, oh, maybe that is a thing we do. Yeah, well, I can't believe you haven't noticed. <laughs> anyway, last we left off, the party was all gathered round Russo's front yard after kicking the shit out of each other. And uh, stopping uh, the Leshy, who I believe the name was decided to be Wasabi. Um, Wasabi! From summoning a lightning bolt, <laughs> or potentially summoning a lightning bolt out of Riley's uh, dis- disarmed sword. Uh, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we left off. Right there. Okay, okay, wow. we got this. Um, Mr. Morheim. If uh, you do not um, need my help to look at the magic thingies, I think I shall uh, go ahead and uh, find uh, the room I am supposed to stay in and wait for you to come back. Yes, I think that's fine. Okay. Because uh, do you need my three gold? Uh, let me see. Do I? Hold on. Hold on. I'll find my money. Oh, man, that's not a lot for a magic item. Well, uh, uh, um, I suppose that my purse is rather light, though I wouldn't wish to uh, relieve you of any funds right now, at least until I know. I mean, it is okay, because whenever I see Grandma, she will give me more money. I suppose you don't have to twist my arm. Okay, then you can have. I'll return whatever I don't use. And a receipt, so you know I used the money properly. Okay, I do not really care where you spend it. I don't use it for anything. 
but you have fun with the shopping, okay? Riley nods. I'm invading your house now, okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> By all means, you're welcome. And he will show you inside. I think the kitty has followed me. The kitty is upset because the door is closed. Grey Malkin will not be denied. <laughs> so you are led inside? Or is there anywhere you want to go in particular here? Like, no, she's just settling in while they do whatever they need to do to prep for the trip. Okay. So he leads you down the uh, same wing that Riley was led down. But a bit further, uh, to a smaller, uh, somewhat less grandiose and art-filled uh, sort of lounge or sitting room-esque um, room. Would, would lounge be appropriate? A sitting room, a parlor. Parlor. We'll call it a parlor. Parlor sounds good. And if I suppose if you're settling in, you start doing that. Um, and so remaining outside, I suppose, is Riley and and Leaf and your followers. Uh, I'll say Void follow, followed you in Shadow. He's with you. So Void and Shadow have gone into the mansion. They've been led to a sitting room where shortly thereafter they will be led to their rooms for the evening to prepare for dinner and settle in to rest. There are plenty of rooms in this place. It's a very big estate. Um, and neither of them have seen the lord and lady of the house, so to speak, um, unless you count Russo. And <clears throat> so... The rest of you, the rest of you fuckers, uh, which would be Leaf and Riley, and technically speaking, your followers of sorts, um, are currently still outside. And I believe you were going to go shopping. Oh, yeah, we were going to turn this into a shopping episode. So, um, yeah, we do have to shop, especially for Lemon things that let us see in the dark. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a that's a big important thing. And Riley's not super well versed on magic, even though I think he now has a rank in Arcana, a singular rank. Um, so a little bit of research will probably be necessary at the local uh, I, mag magical item shop emporium. Okay, so base value. This is a large city, so base value is eight thousand. There is a 20% chance that anything less than 8,000 gold pieces, or 25% chance of anything less than 8,000 gold pieces uh, can be found. How much gold do you have to spend? Well, um, there's what Shadow donated to the cause, which is... Wasn't it three gold? Yeah, she had three gold, <laughs> gold pieces. <laughs> Oh, that, that flavors that conversation she and Riley had significantly differently. 
<laughs> oh, great. Like, yeah, that's uh, all she's had this entire time, but she thinks it's a lot of money because she doesn't ever have to deal with money herself. So. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That, that's funny to look back um, and realize that Shadow just handed him three gold pieces. Cool. Because um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll get you a receipt for whatever I use. And she palms him three gold pieces and walks off. Oh, man, that's good. Don't spend it all in one place. Uh, so the answer to the question of how much money uh, Riley has is uh, with with the three gold pieces, uh, 107, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure doesn't buy a lot in terms of magical items or spells. <clears throat> uh, no, I've got a little over 200 gold pieces. Uh, I also have like a bunch of random stuff that we could probably sell. That's true. You have you have other assets that could be used. Yeah. Um, can I ask? Let me ask you this instead of putting my Google abilities to the test. Can I have Riley roll Knowledge Arcana to see? Or maybe we did this last session. I don't remember to see if he knows of any spells in existence that just grant like blindsight. Because I don't uh, know off the top of my. I think head. we did do this last time. Okay. Blindsight. Or low light. Dark vision. Something um, like that. Yeah, I, I think we did this last time, and, and you know there are, and that they're not cheap. Yeah, fair enough. Um, oh. I mean, you could probably maybe afford a potion. Yeah, I think that's what we settled on. Um, and it's looking a lot like we're going to have to settle on that and just chug a potion in case uh, shit goes south. Level two is 300 gold for a single use. Yeah, boy. Great. I mean, there's light. You can pick up like a light item pretty cheaply, but its effects are diminished, aren't they? Its effects are diminished, but it's better than not seeing it all. That's true. Uh, Leaf, can you cast light spells? I can. So there's that. Okay, you could even so make one for cheaper than in that case. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you could purchase. Okay. Although, I don't think I can do, uh, what is it, the Continual Torch or whatever? I don't think that's on the Druid spell list. Continual Flame. Uh, continual Flame. I think it is, but it's um, it costs like 500 gold of ruby dust. Rude. I don't like <laughs> that. I will double check. There might be 100 gold. I forgot. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's on the Druid spell list. Hmm. That is unfortunate. I must be thinking of Produce Flame. Produce Flame is definitely on there. Yeah, it's definitely not a uh, Druid spell. It's actually a Cleric and Oracle spell, too. Druids are the only like casting class that doesn't get it. Oh, I bet you there's um, the Fire Domain Druids get it. Um, There's a, a Day Domain. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, so I don't <coughs> have that at all. Okay. I do have regular light, though. So you can just spam that for our adventures and illuminate yeah. whatever you can. It'll, it'll just plan. be a little better. So... Is that just like a diminished radius? Uh, and probably low light? <clears throat> I believe it a... halves the radius. Um, I will double check 
Uh, I also have Daylight on my spell list. That's pretty fun. That would be a much stronger spell. But do I want to spend a third level spell slot on this? It's also, 10 minutes per level. If we're walking around in the shadow plane and we're walking around with light, wouldn't we stand out like a fucking beacon? Oh, absolutely. Yes. God, that sucks. <laughs> oh, man. This is looking bad. Knew I should have taken blind fight as a feat. Ah, no one expects a shadow plane. There's always time. <laughs> so... Um, and I, I like, uh, I, I picture like Leaf and Riley, like talking about this in the front garden, um, or the front yard or whatever, uh, after shadow leaves, uh, just before they're about to head out to go item shopping, they're like, well, we probably don't have enough money to do that. And we don't really know what we're looking for. And it's probably way expensive anyways. Uh, so they're settling on just like making do with Leaf's spellcasting capabilities. Side note, um, there's technically mythic daylight which I'm, I'm not sure if i need to do anything special to use like yeah you have to take uh mythic spell casting oh bummer well never mind disregard that no i'm regarding it oh um alternatively um i'd say the overcast ability of uh your universal mana if you wanted to expend that i'll let you cast mythic versions of spells you can cast or well. Or, you, you know what would illuminate the shadow plane? If I just let loose with some silver flame. It's going to brighten up somebody's day. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after after a few minutes of you deliberating this, uh, Rousseau will come back out. And uh, he'll he'll have in uh, on his person... <clears throat> A, uh, a small satchel and he will uh, stride forth to you and, and toss it your way Riley Perry I mean catch <laughs> uh, no you smash it onto the ground it's Repost. destroyed in all of its contents oh no uh, shouldn't have power attacked <laughs> <laughs> um, nah it, you find that it's uh relatively um it's not super big but it's it's fairly heavy um and you look inside and find it filled with gold uh within our um our 500 gold pieces he says i think that might help uh with your monetary issues at the moment if we are going to need to prepare <clears throat> i might need something as well so yeah, uh, Riley, like, jangles the uh, pouch a little bit, uh, mutters about this being a lot more than three gold pieces, and he ties it up. And <clears throat> uh, the, you said all of our followers are just kind of milling about in, in front? Uh, I'll say Diara of her followers are is there, but all of the... Um, uh, but when the Void and Ekren are with me, is yes. that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, and the rest are out there with y'all, including uh, Box and Wasabi. Okay. Uh, then Riley will say to uh, Rousseau, you uh, you know that we're intending to travel through the Shadow Plane to the other side of the world, right? That's what I've heard. And you wish to travel that far away from home? Well, I figure if there's not much more I can do for the people here, 
might as well try and get things back on track by helping you. I don't know. It seems like you've made something of a significant name for yourself in the region. Something that could grow. Something that people could look up to. Not just because you fly, of course. Yet, at the same time, I don't know that I can do much more, honestly. Especially with the Seven coming to the keep and helping the people there. Of course, uh, those things that... Those business excursions that I go on are less frequent and less helpful during the current times. Riley will kind of just glance over at Leaf, who he's not trying to, like, exclude from the conversation. I'm assuming that Leaf is just kind of, like, standing right there. <laughs> just and, uh, kick it, kicking rocks. <laughs> kicking leshies. Um, Riley will say, you know, in such uh, grim and dark times, there's something to be said of men rising up to act as... Uh, heroic figures to bring people hope and I can certainly see such a man in yourself Russo I mean you already have the hero name picked out I think I have a name that's a little less than heroic and I did not pick it still a title's a title and I've not recently heard of anyone talking poorly of you circumstances but nonetheless, learning learning about you and what you're doing, I think it's worth doing, or at least worth trying. If things are only going to continue to degrade and get worse here, despite our efforts, it's best to try and stop it at the source, isn't it? I suppose it is. Though I also suppose that this is as good a time of any to admit some of my concerns some of the things I've been thinking of. There was a time at which that I had considered myself someone who would walk through cities, through towns, and act as a sort of person that other people could look up to for hope. Someone who very much embodies the idea of a hero, a hero of the people. And I've realized now that my destiny drives me further away from the proximity of these people that I once wanted to pri provide hope to. In fact, I have to go much further in order to save the entire world. But I do very much think that it's important for heroes to walk amongst men in public, for there to be legends that people could actually grasp and see instead of divinity working uh, behind the scenes to stop some greater cosmic evil and I know that our travels to the shadow plane will be dangerous much more so because of the difficulty we'll have at seeing anything that wishes to prey upon us and there's members of my company that's I'm concerned about and what I want to say is that I've considered asking uh, Russo, asking you to maintain the guild name here, to watch over Nina, Nina and Petunia, give them a place, and to 
I guess watch over the keep, maybe turn it into somewhere people could go to find refuge, follow the name of the Morheim Guild, and bring some light to these dark lands while I go off and save the world. <laughs> because that's apparently what I must do. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Riley kind of just like uh, looks away, like he's been like thinking about that for a while, ever since that um, that's uh, one dream he had where he uh, talked to Victoria and realized that the enemies he's fighting don't really sleep, and that really messed him up for a while. So it, it feels like that was a lot for him to say, and letting it out is weird, I suppose. Well, I certainly wouldn't mind being. Uh the overviewing caretaker of uh, goodness Nina and little Petunia. Frankly, there are other reasons why I have a feeling I need to leave that are growing a bit day by day. I have contacts here. If you'd like, I can have them watch over them or I can watch over them myself. If you don't want to have me with you, I will likely be moving on on my own. There are complications here, Riley. And I don't think that the men, so to speak, people, elf, dwarf, orc, gnome, what have you, I don't think we're equipped to last here. If that's the case, then that's all the more reason for there to be some sort of guiding force to at least uh, usher people away from such a grim fate, from such despair and hopelessness. I think you've already seen that there are such people. And I've spoken with Freedom and some of his cohorts, and to my knowledge, unless there are those who wish to stay in that place, that, that keep will not be... It's very unlikely that there will be anybody there very soon. It's not exactly in the best place. It was better because it had walls. It was better than the woods. Do you think it will be leveled, or do you anticipate people moving elsewhere? I think both are true. Eventually. From the news coming from Thorn and some towns a bit further north the, those red creatures are only getting larger stronger and more organized it won't be long before the pressures placed on Thorn either force them to take yet more drastic action or fall smaller towns if they're lucky will be skipped over for being too small but it is unlikely with what I've heard, at least, that that will be the case. I suppose my stake in this, were I to still have the freedom I once believed I had, would have been to act against these invading creatures, uh, to mobilize some efforts against them, to try to eliminate them from the area, but I cannot, and I suppose that's a lot of the reason why I feel inclined to push for someone to act in my stead but Rousseau you mentioned you have your own reasons for coming with me some of them are tied up in shall we say um, a bit of a family family politics but most of it 
has more to do with the fact that there are not the forces or resources here to do what you would like. And that needs to change. And you are going far and you are going wide. And the Astrugs are an old family. Okay. Then I suppose that's as good of a reason that I could expect to travel to very dark places. It even falls in line with some of the things I would be asking you to do anyways. I'm, I can't say that I'm completely unafraid of wherever your path leads. After all, you handed my ass to me twice now. Um, last time with help, though, to be fair. <laughs> it's nonetheless, it's not something I can stand by and just wait for the end and hope that enough people can find a way to simply escape. Considering where we stand of what you said, Rousseau, I'd be more than happy to have you accompany me um, for the foreseeable future. I would like nothing more than for if I'm unable to, for you to act in my stead to look towards the people, look after the people, see if there are those in communities that we pass through in need of help, if there's things you can do to stir their assistance. Um... And if there's any other hearts that are ignited by ideas of adventure and heroics to bring them to the cause. As far as I go, you've got me and you've got Winnie. So, and sometimes I'll just be Rousseau and sometimes I'll be Rousseau Astri as needed. I believe I trust you to act in your capacity. You do what must be done, and we will attack the blight upon the world from two different angles for the same cause. I think that's what we need. Good. Then I think that I need to press upon Nina and Petunia the danger of our travels as well to see if they have such uh, outstanding reasons to travel across the world through such dangers with me. By all means. And then we need to sort out this blindness thing. <laughs> oh, I can't say I know too much about the Shadow Plane. So <clears throat> I will leave you to that as I have some uh, <clears throat> I have some other guests who need rooming. And he'll run back inside after uh, after the others. Riley nods and glances over at Leaf. Um, and he kind of just like watches Leaf because Leaf has just been listening to this conversation the whole time. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, Riley will kind of shrug and say, I, I think that conversation went fairly well. You didn't start sword fighting again. Oh, I wanted to, though. Well, not while his back's turned, hopefully. Uh, I was going to parry that coin pouch when he threw it at me. It took all my reflexes not to do it. Well, uh, let's let's make sure the coin goes to good use. Yes. Great. 
Actually, like in, in, in second thought, um, are people actually selling stuff here at the Black Keep? We're not at the Black Keep. We're not at Elf Murder Castle. We're, we're in we're we're in Stormblood. Shenanigans. My brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like are, are people still using currency? Yeah. And, the, and what's the city's more or less functional. It's got some heavy damage to it, but it it's still functional. Well, I, I guess I, I was more curious in regards to, like, I, I doubt there are huge caravans of, of like, supplies and traders and stuff till, still traveling the land. And so, like, I, I was assuming this was, like, apocalypse-style uh, horde resources with, like, significantly reduced trading. There are facets of that, but for the most part, Stormbluff got off really light compared to places like Starlight. Okay. They they had some infrastructural damage and some people die, but otherwise were basically left untouched. Okay. Well, uh then I, I suppose we should get to shopping. Yes. I will just have a couple more words and then we'll be on our way. And, Take your time. Uh we we probably don't need to really go into it, but so Riley's gonna have similar conversations with uh Nina. And I guess he can't really speak to Petunia. I don't think they speak the same language yet. No, uh, Dara is there and can translate however. Okay, so then, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so it, it's a very similar conversation to the one he had with Russo. Just stressing the danger of the travel. That's It's not something they certainly have to do. But if they feel like they have to do it because it's something personal for them, um, Riley's certainly not going to stop them. Okay. So uh, they're they're going to think about it, and we'll come back to that in a bit. Hello. Uh, and so you go shopping, five hundred gold richer. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, you can now afford a single potion of dark vision if you so wish. Um, but that is kind of expensive, and yeah. To be honest, I I don't know if we really need to buy like significant sources of lighting just b- between like I-, I imagine what we've been using between like lanterns and torches and whatnot and my light spells I, I don't foresee a great need to-, to dump money on potions hey Sean I could be wrong here but w- would it be cheaper for them to get scrolls instead of potions uh, yes, but nobody would be able to use them. Uh, how's Leaf's UMD? Great, right? Basically zero. Oh. Oh. Boxes, on the other hand, is also less than zero. Oh, what Does, about the Is Dark Vision on Shadow's list? Hmm. On my spell list? Yes, it is. I just well. didn't need it, so I didn't take it as a spell. Oh, then you could use spell, or you could use scrolls of it. Mm-hmm. I can. Oh, so that cut the price that. in half. Mm-hmm. I can't make the scrolls, but if they buy the scrolls at the cheaper you price, then I can use them to cast the spells on them. Then that, that becomes almost worthwhile as a, uh, like, back. how long does the spell last? Uh, it's an hour per level. Hour per level, yeah. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, it is at least a level two spell depending on who cast it. Yes. 
Um, yes. Now, if you want to go for the level three scrolls, you can get communal dark vision. Mm. Two, two. But that that does divide the duration between the number of people it's cast on. Right. So we'd basically, I think in the end, we'd end up either buying two scrolls of regular dark vision um, just so that like emergency happens, Leaf and I can be covered technically um, or one communal so that like emergency happens, a handful of people can be covered for an hour. Yeah, point of contention, I can get dark vision from wild shape, so I don't really need to... So it's just you and Russo that we have to really worry about. Yes. Yeah. And, like, light sources do work. They just suck. Yeah. Well, I'm also really concerned about them drawing attention. I mean, you know, that's fair. Like, wearing a lamp at your on your belt and just being a walking, like, fuck-me-over beacon. Uh, do you have knowledge planes? Oh, man. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, Leaf, you have knowledge planes. I, I assume this would come up as a concern. Make me a knowledge planes check. Mad knowledge. Uh, that is a total of 20. All right. So you would know um, that being beings not from the shadow plane, unlike shadow, um... Drawing attention is going to be hard any or drawing attention, not drawing attention is going to be hard anyway, because uh, you're essentially going to leave behind a glowing trail. Oh. Not like brightly glowing or anything like that, but a glowing trail. And also anything you have that's made out of silver will also faintly glow. Hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I communicate that. It's, you know, I, I actually just thought of something that I heard about the Plane of Shadows uh, quite some time ago. I'm pretty sure that even if we don't bring sources of light, we're going to stick out like sore thumbs. Stuff that's not essentially made of shadow is going to give off the equivalent to a glow regardless. Wonderful. In that case, Leaf, why don't we settle on just getting the, if we can find them, the couple of scrolls of dark vision, and then we'll use them as necessary through our travels. Okay. That's fine. If we're ambushed in the dark, uh, you'll certainly need your senses about you. Yeah, you can find two scrolls of dark vision. Okay. Not a bad investment overall. You never know when eventually they might come in use. Okay. Uh, uh, what was I looking at? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, Shadow, you can just add those straight up to your inventory. Because uh, you're the only one that can use them. <laughs> okay. Are they the regular ones or the communal ones? And they're the regular ones. I, I think the communal and ones you got just. Two of them? Yeah, two of them. Okay. Uh, also, with that check leaf, you would know that. Um, I don't know that. I don't think you can cast it, but. um. Uh, if you have somebody who can cast or, and or items or what have you of uh, bestow planar infusion uh, aligned to the plane of shadow, it negates that effect where you'll leave behind a trail. I see, but it doesn't give you dark vision, so it's not so good. 
And we're I taking such a does. large party that we need a ton of that. So, yeah. Oh. Neat to know, though. That was a nice, fun fact for me. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, and a fact. Uh, now, as, as a note for, for the Chris, this is due to third-party stuff. At least the glowing trail bit. Oh. I, I thought that the... Um, yeah. Uh, planar infusion thing made sense. So It just makes so much sense that I assumed it was first party. Man, you're so good at this. You should, like, make custom content and sell it online. I do, but this wasn't my custom content. Wait, you do? Jersey. Where can people find it? Link in the description. Good. Good play. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, link in the description. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think a planar infusion thing, because they last an hour or two. It'd be one or it'd be you could get one that works once per like once per day for uh for an hour for 500 gold i think or 400 gold well i only have 300 left so i think we'll just uh (laughs) settle up where we stand (laughs) fair enough i mean technically you could also just have um for half that you could have uh leaf make it 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 would cost it, it would be like a dc of eight Spellcraft DC 8 to make it. Ah. And that's the planar infusion, but yeah. that only works on one person, right? Yeah, that one would only work on one person. Yeah, we don't have enough money to cover everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, that said, I have only 300 gold left um, and some change thanks to Shadow. So I'm willing to sit on that and maybe save that money towards something else in the future. Hey, you keep laughing, but that was her entire life savings. It, it does mean a lot. It, it's why those last three gold pieces that she gave him are going to be the last three gold pieces he'll spend if he ever needs to spend all his money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to take it out of my gold piece cash and add it to my treasure notes over here. <laughs> And to be fair, the basic shadow infusion is you can see clearly in shadowy conditions to a short range in every square in your space and all squares adjacent to your space and treat conditions of dim light as normal light. Yeah. That is none too shabby. Dark vision, kind of. Or at kind least of. shadow plane effective. It's like chank vision. Yeah. Yeah. That aside, so you've gotten what you need. Or mm. what will help. Yes. Leaf, do you want like a healing potion or something while we're doing this? All right, I know you're kind of a heal bot a little bit. You can be. Bot? Do you think we should pick up some? Or I'm unfamiliar with this bot term. Heal. <laughs> Sorry, I heard it in passing once before. Leaf. Some kids were playing a game around a table, and I just it just stuck with me. Oh, uh, I see. I, yeah, I think it was some sort of um, occupation playing game. They were pretending to be things that they are not. And rolling dice to determine outcomes. <laughs> yeah. Sensible. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't think uh, a potion for myself would necessarily <clears throat> have a benefit. Although, if you would like to purchase some to keep on your person, uh, in the event that I'm otherwise indisposed, it might be helpful. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd be willing to put funds toward this. Um, you know what I want more than a potion of healing because we're at the point where like small amounts of healing don't really do much. Um, I think that I want to invest in a potion of invisibility. <laughs> I think that's what I want as a person. And I invisibility think that's would be one fifty. Uh, no, because it would have to be a. Because Vanish is level 1, Invisibility is level 2, right? It would be 300 unless it was a scroll, then it would be 1. I was thinking scrolls, yeah. Okay. I do yeah. have this Elixir of Enlarged Person with 5 uses. Oh, that's, I'm a dex, dex dude. Right, but it, <laughs> it's expensive, I think is what he's saying. Exactly. Oh, can Box drink that? Or is he not a person? <laughs> he's, uh, he, oh. <laughs> he's not humanoid. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, Shadow might get some kicks out of that. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, because I've, I've got share spells. Um, so I'm not sure if, like, I could drink it and then, like, share it with Box. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's weird. That's I'm not going to worry weird. about it. I don't think so. Just yeah, okay. It on. <laughs> That'd be a cool alchemist thing. But anyways, okay, I think I'm good. I think I'm settling. I'm going to keep my money. I'm not going to buy anything. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy where we at. All right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. We also have to think if we're um, going by ocean, will the Vardo fit on a boat or a ship? I thought we were going by shadow plane. Yeah. Yeah, we're flying, flying through the shadows. <laughs> That's not exactly how it works. Uh, yeah, it's a shadow portals. plane, right? <laughs> oh, portals. my brain. Uh, that makes more sense. Is is the terrain in the shadow plane uh, like similar to that in the material? Like, would there be an ocean or like a, a, a yeah, gulf? There, there is, but you don't walk from point A to point B. You take these portals and these things called emerald paths, which are magical paths. So you don't have to worry about it. Fair. Man, this is going to be super trippy. Yeah. I'm going to be super sad if we have to leave the Vardo behind. I might have to, like, wood shape it to squeeze it through or something. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to. Um, like, portals can be really small. Uh, like, you sometimes find some really small ones inside structures and whatnot. But typically, the portals that are out in the open that are used for travel are large enough to accommodate travel, so... Okay. Good. We can, can you hear me now. Yes. You've assuaged my fears. Okay. Good. So, so yeah, most of the portals we would ever encounter would be large enough for the carts to go through because the smaller ones are typically only found within structures. Yeah, and if not, we'll just deconstruct it, move it through piece by piece, and then reconstruct it. Well, okay. Yeah. No worries. Okay. <laughs> So, you you have purchased yourself a couple of um, scrolls of dark vision to give to Shadow, uh, so that you can have that if it's needed. Um, and y'all decided not to get anything else. I yeah, I guess not. You know. Okay. <laughs> I like to have a little bit of money. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you've got however much gold you've got remaining. Uh, 
I don't know if you adjusted it in your sheet or not. Yeah, I, I adjusted it accordingly. I'm down to okay. 304 plus three. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me again. You all are coming back, I would assume, to the to the mansion. I think so. Unless there's anything else uh, Leaf wants to do. I'm good. Great. Mm. Yeah. But after your shopping, you'll be informed that it's about an hour and a half until dinner. Um, to prepare, relax, take a bath, do whatever in this time. Uh before um before dinner and russo says to uh if you have anything nice to wear to wear it at which point uh i did not remember or was not reminded until after the fact but leaf you do have good clothes you don't have to wear um you don't have to wear uh voids ropes <laughs> you got clothes for the wedding yeah Oh, son of a gun. I, I, yeah, I did never note that down because it was such like a brief thing. But like, what is it like? Like an elven tuxedo? <laughs> <laughs> Little bow tie. I don't know. What did Leaf get? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's obviously like a, a silk beanie and some MC hammer pants. <laughs> Yes, an elvish tuxedo. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no shirt. No, yes. no shirt. Just yeah. a, a, a beanie and some MC Hammer pants. I didn't think Leaf ever wore a shirt. Straight up Mickey Mouse in it. I do remember when he was buying it that he specifically said he was buying stuff that was a little less nice than uh, uh, Brock's or Riley's or somebody's because he didn't want to show him up at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, it seems like it was so long ago. Thousands of years, perhaps. Only about one. <laughs> Only 1,000 years ago? All right. That yeah. narrows it down. Yeah. But Riley also has this fancy uh, tuxedo from the wedding. Still in my inventory. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I remember that yours was uh, extremely well fitted because Victoria bought it. Picked it out. Sounds about right. I'm going to nope that. Riley's going to be looking sharp. Yeah. Hello. Wow, what's this? Plus two to charisma? That's a nice bonus. <laughs> like, all those dudes gonna go walking down the stairs for dinner and ZZ Top's gonna start playing. <laughs> you can tell by the way I use my bomb come on, man. <laughs> that was not ZZ Top. That was so funny. It was so funny. Sure it was. That's, oh, that's, that's the like, BGs. That's the same thing. BGs. 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 All the music since before the 90s. It's all the same. Homogenous, even. Yeah. (laughs) I disown all of you. 
Oh man, we went way too far. God, we <laughs> fucked up, guys. <laughs> Disco, that came out in the eighties, right? I mean, it all just blurs no! together so much. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the real pioneers no, no, of music. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Oh man, the Doors are my favorite disco band. <laughs> no, Chris, don't you dare. <laughs> that hurt me to say. <sighs> there, there is a dinner. Yes, it's happening. It's time, and all the butlers walk out at the same time from behind you all to to uh, serve the food, and then slit your throat. Oh. Perry, nah, <laughs> like like the Katie variety. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's a class feature. <laughs> no, um. <clears throat> so, Tracy, whatever you wanted to be doing. Oh no! It's just uh, Shadow is very much uh, playing the Duchess at the moment. She's she is dressed for dinner it's in a very fancy backless evening gown and has her hair and makeup all done. It is purple, of course. Ha, I just assume. She also took a bath. Well, yeah, you have to take a bath to get ready. Don't you take a bath before you wear an evening dress? <laughs> I can't say yes. <laughs> How disgusting, Sean. <laughs> I've never worn an evening dress. Oh, I think you're saying well, I've never your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm updating Leaf's character right now. Oh my, my wedding clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh. done. I have the visual. Great. Oh jeez. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm sorry. This is like I'm doing so poor a job tonight. No, dude, this is great. We're going to dinner. I'm psyched. I'm in a pretty dress. Yeah. You better tell me I'm pretty, damn it. You're pretty, damn it. That that sounded real convincing. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Great. Uh, hope the couch is comfy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is one of those special Patreon episodes. <laughs> Just the whole fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> the gang goes shopping and then food, I guess. Cough, cough. <laughs> no, the gang goes cough, cough, shopping and cough, food and shit, I guess. Cough. Oh, that better be the title. You're going to let me down. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a, a butler that goes around and, and knocks on everybody's door. It's just like it. Dinner is about to be served. Please come to the grand dining. And you all, I guess, I, I would assume, meander out at about the same-ish time, more or less. To yeah, I don't see why not. Pointed toward and, and or led to the grand dining hall. Uh, Riley will say upon seeing his companions as we're walking towards the Grand Dialing Hall. Uh, Shadow, you're looking awfully pleasant this evening. Thank you, Mr. Morhan. 
I am very good at being the Duchess. As purple truly is your color. In fact, it might be your only color next to black. Or is that still purple? He kind of squints his eyes a little bit. No, I only wear black when I am working. Ah, I see. I see. But you, you clean up nice, too. Oh, yes, I can shave once in a while. And Leaf, you capped the wedding outfit. He uh, didn't have time to go shopping for anything more formal. I, I hope this isn't too garish. No, is it... Uh, tell me, is it a traditional uh, elven custom to wear tiaras? Well, uh, our culture isn't much for headwear. It's a diadem. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the butler was trying to make a crude comment on you talk. You should learn your place. How is it crude? We I all just, just like it's a diadem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know what? It's not even a diadem. It's a fucking circlet. I'm muting myself. <laughs> uh, what a strange little man that butler is. He just yelled those things and ran off saying he's <laughs> muting himself. I think when we see him with Russo, we just have a talk with him. Because I do not know how things are done here on this plane, but we would not stand for servants like that at Grandmama's house. Uh, maybe it's a pity hire. It did. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyways, Leaf, I believe you were telling me about your tiara. Uh, yeah, head headwear isn't very common, uh, at least that which covers uh, the entire top of the head. But, uh, well, we, we don't call it a tiara, but I, I'd imagine uh, it, it is pretty common. At least it's uh, lovely, whatever it is. Yes, nice and sparkly. I do like shiny things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess we uh, venture off to the dining hall. I hope there's just an obnoxiously long dining table waiting for us. Yeah, they are you accustomed to uh, dining with nobles? No. Yes, I've never really had the pleasure. Okay, so when you get down there, there will be somebody, it might be the strange little butler, but let's hope not, that will ask you or the name, because he has to announce you to the uh, Lord and Lady of the house. Oof. So uh, you will need to decide on what titles you're going to present for yourself. Oh, I have a few. I fucking hate you. It has to be short enough, though, that he can remember to say it. It's impossible to forget. Okay. I'm going to die. But this is all, in <laughs> this is all incredibly formal. For a simple dinner, don't you think? If that's the case. Yeah, this I will. I have not seen the dinner yet, but uh, if if this is noble house, this is probably the informal version of it. Have you been to many nobles' houses here in um, this side of the world, or is this more noble no, customs from but, your uh, home? We do have a lot of people from the material plane that come to the shadow plane to sign trade deals and stuff. Uh, uh, so, like, the customs are not all too different, except for uh, the clothing they wear, because here the women, they tend to wear all that uh, frilly stuff. Mm. And uh, in the shadow plane, we wear things that are uh, much more form-fitted and streamlined. Ah, fascinating. Uh, different cultures meshing together. Uh, dancing, if you will. 
I do not know if there will be dancing. I do not think this is uh, that big of a dinner. Well, if we're being announced, I would expect dancing down the line. It would be nice, but uh, I don't know. It just may just be a normal day dinner. Well, before we have to go confront that obnoxious butler again, Leaf, how are uh, Elven uh, noble customs? Very formal, I'd imagine. Uh, I, I can't say if there's much in the way of uh, casual mingling in, in this manner. Most of what I was exposed to was, was really uh, more formal management of the colony and uh, strictly business and political, unfortunately. Yes, I wouldn't have guessed that, to be honest. I, and if anything, I would have expected more music and dancing. Well, uh, they were tight times towards the end, so uh, there there wasn't much free time for merrymaking. Do not fret. Do not fret, restore him. Whenever we get to Grandmama's house, there will be a dinner, and there will be music, and there will be dancing, and you can have all the fun you like. I'm very excited to try out food at your home, Shadow. This is very good. I believe you, and I'm excited. But then you can dance all night if you want to. I can dance if I want to? Yes. Well, I might just have to leave my friends behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so you approach the Grand Dining Hall. A woman in a tailcoat uh, with long brown hair uh, stands attentively at the door uh, awaiting your approach uh, as um, uh, as Shadow informed uh, you. She does ask your names as you approach. And how may I introduce you? Uh, Riley's going to let his companions go first. Out of politeness. Probably Shadow. That seems the most uh, appropriate polite thing to do. <laughs> I am Nisa Gessen. I am the Duchess of Northern Hills. Alright. <clears throat> she will turn and open the door, uh, step inside and motion for you to enter. Uh, and she will announce you when you Aha, uh-huh. I thought of a way around it. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when you enter the room, you see a... <coughs> fuck. I don't have to <laughs> announce them if I die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you see... Uh, a man and a woman, both probably, you know, late 30s, early 40s, maybe mid 40s. Yeah, a pe- couple of people in their 40s. Um, dressed very finely. Uh, sitting at one end of the table is not obnoxiously long. Ah, damn it, it is long. God. It is longer <laughs> than you would see in any small house. Okay, let me ask you this, not not to break your stride, but how feasible would it be to carry this table out of here? Super difficult or not that difficult? Like around uh, corners, over... I don't know. Bridges? It looks like it attracts lightning really, really badly when it's not set exactly uh-huh. where it's at. Okay, that's a good thing to know. 
Gotcha. <laughs> well, Shadow will go over and, of course, with all, like, she knows what she's supposed to be doing. So she will go over and, and curtsy to these people before going and finding her place. I assume they have place cards out. But... Uh, yes. So, um, <clears throat> uh, the cards are not necessarily uh, labeled with your name. Um, but they, they are, um, like the, uh, or the lady, or, you know what, I didn't think that part through. No, there aren't. Well, then she will curtsy in and wait for the, uh, serving staff to show her to her seat. They will lead you to a chair. Um, perhaps, uh, two, one chair gap. Uh, from from the lady so the, the door will be closed again and who's next uh I, I guess Leaf will go and like I, I really 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 want to announce myself as Riley Morheim that way it's super <laughs> awkward when Riley goes <laughs> but I, do I, I don't I honestly don't think that, that Leaf has that much mischief in his body um, That's a lot of mischief. I like the idea, though. You look in the mirror and it's just silver. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> uh, so he'll he'll give his name as, as um, Leaf Goldthrush. And, uh, you know, like, I, I imagine they're, like, looking for titles and stuff like that. And so he'll just say, you know, speaker for the green. And you similarly will be announced and led oh uh I, I i would say probably his time uh amongst the sim- simple folk have uh probably lost him his edge in any kind of formal settings and so rather than being like led to the table once they like start saying his name he just kind of strides forward and he looks for a seat next to shadow and like if, if there's like a name card or something at the place setting he'll just like move it over to the next seat <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's not a name card but okay a couple of people look at you like mildly perplexed but then kind of like oh uh, uh, just just a water a for me please surreptitiously <laughs> shrug <laughs> um do you have a pepsi no just coke that's okay i'll have a water yeah my, my day is ruined and my disappointment is immeasurable <laughs> can i get can i get Diet milk, please. <laughs> oh, a soy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Riley. Diet milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, this uh, lady at the door asked for Riley's name and title. Mm-hmm. He just like looks at her and he looks at her uh, allegedly empty hands and then he looks back up at her and says, D- do you have a notepad? She does, actually. She has a clipboard. <laughs> sure. Riley thinks for a moment about giving his uh, full paragraph of a title, but uh, he will relent uh, after she pulls up a notepad. <laughs> and he, with a smile, he says, uh, Riley, Riley Morhan. That'll do. Uh, that'll do is not part of the name, by the way. <laughs> I'm not used to ending it shortly. You're announced as Riley, Riley Morheim. 
and it's only the uh, the Baron and the lady at the edge of the table and his <clears throat> companions. Uh, make me a perception check. Oh, I would love to roll some d20s here. Let's fucking do it. Wow, man. Three on the die brings me to a 13. Uh, yep. Your suspicions appear correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, there's just some asshole like holding a plate in front of his face. <laughs> Bradley's just like, yep, only four people here. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, you can see like there's there's like staff. But. Sure. Great, yeah. So uh I suppose Riley will um head over to the uh Baron and the lady of the house. Um because he hasn't formally met the Baron, and although he has met the lady, he hasn't formally done so. So he feels it's uh proper to personally uh make their acquaintance and thank them for their hospitality and their dinner. Uh the the Baron uh shakes your hand uh firmly uh both uh, of, both of them are standing uh at this and uh and he he greets you he's like welcome to our home russo said that uh, he'd had some friends that he'd made on a previous on a recent trip to bring over of course we wouldn't be such terrible hosts as to not feed anyone and he so- seems a bit uh not really uptight, but um, tense. Yeah, a, a little tense, but not not like a bad guy or anything. You see, he seems like a nice guy. No. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Renee, um, curtsies to you and tells you that it's a pleasure to meet you. Riley returns his regards. He uh, compliments them on the uh, man their son turned out to be, and that he has enjoyed traveling with Rousseau. But he'll keep the conversation short and kind of stop there before um because he doesn't want to like hog uh, their attention um and then he'll make his way over to uh, i guess shadow's other side (laughs) since leaves that Uh, one of her sides um like as you're starting to turn carlisle um motions toward the seat immediately uh to his right that is opening says please here well far be it for me to turn that down and yeah so yeah, you're sat right across from Renee. Um, wow. <laughs> Does it look like he knows anything about... Making uh, a sense motive. Okay. Because <laughs> a little bit weird. Uh, that's an 18. Uh, you're not sure. Hmm. You can't wow. tell. Might have to check my food for poison. This is going to be awkward. Uh, and a- around this time, uh, through a... Uh, from like a far end of the room uh, Russo comes walking in you didn't hear like a door or anything but he uh, <clears throat> he may have just been quiet about opening it and, and coming in he comes and he sits in the chair uh, between Renee and Shadow uh, and then here shortly Nina, Winda Diara Petunia with a little booster seat and, and Void and, and Ekron are all introduced Ekron is introduced with a title in a language that I think only uh, Shadow understands, uh, but he it basically is the term for uh, a, a dragon hunter from the Shadow Plane, so unless any of you speak Aklo. 
Oh, actually, yeah, I took that just randomly at character gen. Wow, I'm glad that paid off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, are they all wearing formal clothes? I don't know about Ekron. I know that all the people from the temple travel with at least one set of formal clothes because they never know what kind of situation they're going to find themselves in in their travels. You would find to your surprise that Nina and Petunia are both um, dressed quite well. Um, mm-hmm. Although Petunia, um, her clothes look a little like they were made by somebody too big to do the finer detail on them with great ease in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it still looks good, it obviously kind of almost looks like doll clothes. Man, her life just replaying or meeting her where she's sitting right now. What an adventure. Um, uh, and Ekron, he's not wearing anything particularly fancy. He's wearing a rather plain uh, sort of black shirt um, that is quite clean and well-pressed and looks like unmarred, but is not particularly fancy and a pair of leather pants. <laughs> Everyone is seated elsewhere at the table uh, for dinner. And uh, the first course is is brought out. Or the appetizer drinks. I don't know how formal dinners work. Um, A food is served. You're right. <laughs> Tracy, you're familiar with some of this stuff. Well, it would depend on how many courses they intend to serve. I mean, this isn't a banquet, but... But if it's a relatively simple, you're probably only looking at three courses. Uh, The first would be uh, usually like a soup, and then there would be the entrees, and then there would be a dessert. Yes, and unless anybody would like to speak out of their own accord, basically there's a whole lot of Carlisle asking questions and a whole lot of... Uh, Rousseau kind of butting himself into the answers, such as like, where'd you meet? How do you know my son? What do you do for a living? Etc. Etc. So he's kind of, he's kind of like like putting the screws to Riley in a way. Uh, I mean to everybody, but Riley is right next to him and and garners the a fair bulk of the attention. And you said his title was that of a baron, right? Yes, he's a baron. Now, oh. in Noctis, that doesn't necessarily have the same implications, but... Uh, the Baron, I, I have heard your name mentioned before um, in uh, the house of my grandmama's house. Uh, do, you, do you know the Grand Duchess? I haven't met her personally, but I have had extended dealings with her and a couple of envoys in the past, yes. Then uh, perhaps I have a business situation that uh, you might be interested in. And what might that be? The uh, Church of the Abitard has told me that uh, they do not have enough of the diamond dust that they require for the spells they need to help the people. And that uh, they have not been able to find any more supplies in town. It has been all bought out. So when I get home, I intend to talk to Grandmama about setting up a, a, a trade, if you will, to bring some more into the area. But of course, she will need somebody locally to uh, facilitate this. Uh, would you be interested? 
I believe so. Uh, we can talk about this more, I believe, after dinner. But it does sound lucrative, and I've never had any issues with her in the past, nor her envoys. And as the city is in great need of a diamond supply at the current time, uh, it would certainly be beneficial in multiple facets. Yes, I, I do want to help the city, but also I think uh, to myself that if I have to have uh, somebody here to to handle the things on this end, that I would rather it be uh, Lord Russo's father because he is a good man. Yes, he has... Uh, he, he has been called such before, but he often is a little bit... Uh, and he looks like kind of jokingly, but kind of chidingly at the same time. He has been known to be a little too lazy at times. I figured though they demanded raise such a good man is also a good man and should have the business deal. Oh, I appreciate it very much. And uh, we can certainly work on some of that. Uh, after dinner or in the morning if you'd so desire. Mm, I think we leave in the morning, do we not, Mr. Mohan? Uh, making the preparations too, anyways. We have quite the journey ahead of us. Uh, yes, Russo's told me he'll be heading out on another trip in the morning as well. I suppose we could see you all off. And in that case, tonight may be the more pertinent choice to work out any details. <laughs> Just uh, send for me when you are ready. Of course. Does anybody else have anything specific to add? Yeah, um, since Riley's sitting right there, uh, and I guess to help uh, Rousseau kind of, I, I guess from the sounds of it, separates some of his uh, more private affairs from table talk, Riley would like to get the Baron to talk about himself for a while. Like Riley will say something like, you know, it's not often that I find myself in the presence of nobility. Uh, Baron, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. Uh, what you do in this region. So, uh, he goes on to explain, uh, business-wise, what he more or less does. He acts as sort of a manager to several, uh, businesses in which he has either a large stake or, um, investment in. He, <clears throat> just like, uh, is happening with Shadow right now, works on trade investments, things like that. Uh, he, he mentions like his family used to have money in mines and things like that, but not so much anymore uh, due to the shift in the country and ownership and, you know, mines drying up and things like that. Uh, he seems like he's very happy with his family. Uh, he, he seems to somewhat chide and, uh, not necessarily be disappointed in, but kind of wish that, uh, Russo would kind of take up more of what he's normally doing because he's starting to get kind of old, um, by comparison. And he, he wants, you know, Russo to carry on things. But uh, overall, he does seem quite happy with his family. Um, you would probably... Uh, anytime you're talking, like Renee, Renee has chirped in the conversation here and there, but she doesn't do that when you speak. Um, <clears throat> you would notice um, probably because you're somewhat aware of why you might like 
clip into little little uh like looks and and such that uh make her feel or that like when she's feeling more or less uncomfortable uh but but she does try to stay out of conversations directly with you in it um okay uh russo quips in and out here and there but oh that's fair i i feel like he and i can kind of work tandem in order to skirt around focusing too much on like him and things that would question what he's actually up to some of the time um so that's fine right. uh and, uh, I, and the <laughs> the stories that russo has shared are more or less true except for the parts where he is concerned so much um uh like you met on the way to thorn uh or on the road to thorn uh you were helping people that were in between places and and things like that like nothing he hasn't said much in the way of outright lies but uh like the story in of itself is definitely not true right which uh i suppose kind of uh leads riley down a road of a little bit of social mischief as since brock's not really here anymore to hold <laughs> riley to his word riley's probably going to uh bring up the time that brock was instrumental in defeating the flying highwayman um <laughs> way back when when they were traveling along a trade route you know make, with uh, brock's make, keen shots and <laughs> make, make me your perform check and a diplomacy the perform net 20 for 29 so that story really rocks and the diplomacy check that really brock is, uh uh i rolled a two on the die so it does brock um it's a 15. <sighs> okay so uh i think you're able to keep it um done up in such a way that uh doesn't draw in any way like any lines of connection it's just like uh here's the thing we did yes. uh you might have heard of me uh from something like that but uh uh carlisle um seems quite impressed he hadn't heard of you uh but he seems quite impressed uh he then goes on to call the flying highwayman like effectively a very polite version of a huge pain in the ass um to society and like a, a problem and a thief and a bandit and whatnot uh the entire time russo is that flying highwayman's a menace <laughs> yep. how does, does does russo react to that at all russo is very pleasant uh and quiet during that part of the exchange bring me pictures of the flying highwayman <laughs> russo always gets the best pictures of the flying highwayman okay Who's the one that takes pictures of the highwayman? I don't know. He sends it into the mail. <laughs> um, if I remember Shadow. correctly, oh. uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Shadow will just kind of reach over and pat Russo's hand when his father starts <laughs> talking shit. Um, roll to hand pat. Hey, I got sleight of hand. Wow, I got but, that shit. I mean, are you sleight of handing though? <laughs> Yeah, like she ain't being obvious about it. Then roll me a sleight of hand. So that is a twenty-six. Okay, nobody notices. Hmm. Sly, 
Even Russo doesn't notice. <laughs> so he just goes over and scratches his hand. <laughs> the gesture was just for shadow. <laughs> no, no, he would notice. <coughs> and summarily die. Uh, he would notice, but nobody else would. Um, Unless Leaf or Riley wants to make a check. Uh, nah, that's okay. We'll let that go unabated. Uh, what Riley would like to bring up, though, is if memory serves, the people in Thorn kind of like liked the Highwayman because I think he was a topic of conversation a couple of times back there. Uh-huh. So um, Riley would like to kind of play impartial, but also offer some counterpoints to some of the Highwayman being a pain in the ass by mentioning some things that like he's done for the community. Some of the things people in Thorn talk about that highlights some good aspects of the um, diplomacy. Totally not a vigilante. He's not a vigilante. He just puts on a mask. <laughs> should have been a vigilante. No, we shouldn't have. No one should be a vigilante. Uh, 31. Who's a vigilante? <laughs> yeah, well, you were the warlock archetype, which is hardly the vigilante. Uh, sorry, would you get 28? 31. 31. Okay. I don't know where I got 28. Close. So, uh... You diplomatize the shit out of that. He's now fanatical to the flying No, he's, he's not, but... Uh, fucking not Clarence. Not Cecil. Carlisle. Uh, fucking... Why is that name so hard to fucking remember? Why did I do that to myself? Just change his name. No one will notice. Everyone Just will go notice. back and re-edit everything. No, I hate doing that. <laughs> uh... Especially when it's across multiple episodes. So Carlisle will, um, you know, he's he's a little obtuse at first, but uh, like by the end of it, he he kind of sees like where where it's like it's it's good that he's around, sort of thing. But like at the same time, near the end, he's like, but it's still he's caused so much trouble. He may be a, he may be, you know, good to the people now or at heart but he has caused much harm in the past it, it seems like he has a higher opinion of him now but not sure. extraordinarily that's fine that's fine little bits and pieces anything to help out um i think the last thing that riley's interested in accomplishing at this uh social combat of the dinner table is to so when it comes to uh renee there's two options. He can either just like let her be and ignore the situation and not force anything. Or he can do the Riley thing and like try to punch through the uncomfortableness by like directly engaging with her um, in a social setting. So I, I think um, while he's talking to the Baron, something he'd like to do to segue into a conversation with Renee um, to try to punch through the discomfort would be to say something like, now, Baron, I've heard quite a bit of you and your history and your interest in these parts, but what of, what of the lady in the house? Uh, someone as beautiful as she? Uh, how does life treat you here in Stormbluff? Make me a diplomacy. I'm pretty good at diplomacy. Can I do an intimidate instead? Can I yell at her? If you want. Oh, dude. Uh, 19 on the die for 32. Diplomacy or intimidate? Diplomacy. 
<laughs> the agent of chaos and Chris wanted to say intimidating. <laughs> As hey, uh, Leaf, Chris is glowing silver. Um, <laughs> she's very polite in her response, um, and not really cagey or anything at all. Um, but ultimately, her her role of speech is much shorter. Um, mostly just answering the last part of your question that um, she feels fortunate that uh, you know they weren't directly heavily impacted by uh, what happened to the rest of the city um, at least not in a mortal sense um, and that other and that prior to that life had treated her quite well um, and even still far better off than most and she realizes that and has no room to complain how very humble she she won't really respond to the humble bit well that's uh very kind yes go ahead oh sorry I was um, going to segue into, um, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going. It's me now. It's my time. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, uh, Riley's going to uh, try to carry on a little bit by, you know, saying uh, how very humble. That's that's uh, a uh, nice way to look at things um, from her perspective. But uh, what, what do you do here in such a fancy mansion? Um, the, the Baron's busy with his investments and his trades. Uh, what keeps the lady of the house busy? Um, I mostly deal with collectors, artists, visitors, those who are here, but that Carlisle can't um, always attend to. Of course, uh, social functions and gatherings and arrangements. I see. Fascinating. You know, I've dabbled in uh, writing. Throughout my adventures, I'm quite crafty when it comes to calligraphy. Uh, Caligula. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's a shame I don't have more time here. I would uh, love to share and meet some of the more artsy folks in the community. I'm sure if you perused our art rooms, you could at least appreciate some of their work. I certainly might have to. Uh, and then she kind of like tries to deflect and she's like, oh dear. And she's uh, talking to uh, Arlisle, uh trying to bring up some artist that he really liked from like three or four years ago. And oh, okay. basically trying to deflect the conversation away from her. You can press it if you want. You uh, no, if Riley was more of a vindictive asshole, I, I feel like there's room for that. But he's he doesn't like hate her or anything. So he's not seeking to like make her or like ruin her evening or something like that. I suppose in the end, he just kind of wanted to press on her a little bit to see if they could push through um, her hangups. But uh, You're full of surprises, Mr. Monheim. Earlier you were asking about dancing and now you're asking about art and I did not know you were so refined. I'm a man with many interests, Shadow. Uh, arts, swordplay, adventuring, uh, recently, arcane studies, just a little bit. You still do not know enough magic to keep from getting sticky. Riley no. Morheim is a miserable little pile of secrets of many interests. <laughs> That's me. It's going in my title. 
No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good dinner conversation. Leaf should totally talk to someone about something. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, uh, more than anything, he's just kind of like trying to get a estimate of... I, I, I guess not an estimate because like the specific number of people doesn't matter to him. But he, he's basically just like looking over his shoulder, trying to determine if there are any suspicious looking elves present. This seems kind of like the type of situation that he might find his sisters in, and he's desperately avoiding that. Um, the most elfy person you have seen are a pair of half elves. A pair, you say? <laughs> not, not like an, a pair. I said a pair. That includes that they were together. No, you've seen betwixt all of the servants, you've seen two half elves. Not okay. as, as close as you're getting to that. A, a pair. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so she, and she's got those apple butter jeans. Um, <laughs> yes. So, so he he spends you know the first few minutes of of discussion just kind of warily and trying to like do it subtly, look about the room for anything in in that bandwidth of horrors. And when he doesn't notice anything to that degree. That's the point when, you know, he, he, I, he struggles with the whole formality of things just because of his years of adventuring and, and being, like, amongst the common folk. Like, he can shut his mouth and look prim and proper, and he's articulate, but as, as far as, like, actual customs and stuff goes, he doesn't pay attention to that too much. And so, uh, you know, his, his, like, casual conversation, he's just, you know, like drumming on the table and then while well like the conversation gets more intense on on like one side he just uh turns to the person next to him or, or across the table or you know whoever's available and uh he's, he's just uh do you do much gardening <laughs> i don't know does shadow do much gardening well i mean no it snows too much well how like is, is there anyone sitting uh, across the table from him uh, I don't know how wide the table is, honestly. Nina said it wasn't super wide. No, it's 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 not super wide. Like there's enough space, of course, for like your setting, the setting across from you, and probably like a platter in between with like a, a you know a reasonable amount of space between everything. So it's not a huge table, but it's not small. Yeah, then he he's just. Um, trying to like loosen the tension somewhat by distracting himself and just making casual conversation I think the person right across from you would be Winda Winda the half orc uh, heterochromatic lady so orcish culture uh, I, I, I figure he would be somewhat acquainted with it Due to his his like past relations with uh, some some folks from the Partisians, and so um, I, I think he he would maybe try and speak with Winda and uh, you know just say, uh, oh, um, you know, I, I spent quite a lot of time uh, near Solaria, uh, traveling up and down the roads with uh, a pair of orcs, and I got to learn much about the customs here. Tell me, uh, do you? 
I'm assuming, or, or like orcs tribal, in a sense. Um, some places they are, and some places they aren't. Um, it depends on where you're at. There are a lot of tribal orcs in Helios. There are a lot of, and there are spotted tribes around certain areas in Twilight. Uh, there are tribes out in Voidosa. Tribes are a lot rarer in most other places in the world. Uh, they tend to be a little more um, into larger society and even having societies of their own that aren't tribal, uh, but are not necessarily uh, the same as like human or elf or dwarven based societies, but they, they do have advanced societies out there. Yeah, then I, I think probably the small talk would just be something along the lines of, oh, you know, oh, uh, I, oh during my travels, I got to spend quite a lot of time with a pair of individuals from the Howling Wolves clan. And I, I tell you, ever since uh, I, I've had a deep longing for some of that orcish cooking, uh, it, it seems like the heavy proteins is something that none of the other cultures quite get right to the degree that, uh, you know, the, the orcs do. And uh, I, I haven't quite had that void filled uh, in quite some time. I miss it dearly. Don't stop it. All right, everyone, take a five minute break. <laughs> I mean, we're way after our break time, to be fair. Um, so I think. Uh, window will go to respond and da, 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 that's it for this episode yeah uh, <laughs> me, nice. me, me, smooth me. god smooth as pudding man smooth like butter <laughs> great outro uh, people remember that Leaf wants his void filled with orc meat his his meat void is needs filling <laughs> please don't say meat void <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. 
Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.